0: I'm your hostess with the mostess, Lisa Barwise, and I consider myself a fitness feminist and wellness alchemist, the kick-ass catalyst helping busy, ambitious women over 40 to become strong of mind, body, and character. You see, I wasn't always fit, lean, or strong, I was never motivated to exercise, barely drank water, and lived off bread, pasta, and cheese. But since starting my own wellness journey some 20 years ago and becoming certified in life coaching, plant-based and sports nutrition, holistic health, mindfulness and kettlebell and personal training, I've learned how to create healthy habits and daily rituals rather than rely on my willpower and motivation. Plus become a total health, fitness and superhero geek. So we're coming at you with live workshop style health and wellness episodes packed with actionable step-by-step tips and real talk that are helping thousands of busy, ambitious women to become stronger in mind, body, and character, to be the best superhero versions of themselves without that fear of grind, guilt, or burnout. I want to teach women how to achieve goals as women, being feminine AF, because Goddess Got Goals. Hey Goddess! Before we dive into this week's episode, I want to share a little something with you. Now is not the time to add lose weight to that ever-growing to-do list. If like most women in their 40s or 50s, you're already the busiest being on the planet, looking after everyone else, the house, the career, the business, I know that spare time or energy doesn't exist. But this also means that you just don't feel good about yourself. You're often too exhausted, burned out, or even in pain, and your shape doesn't represent who you are or what you want out of life. So, if maybe you've loved the idea of joining us in our five-day program, but it was just too much commitment for your time or energy, don't worry, we got you. Our free masterclass gives you the concentrated version of our four-step superhero formula for body shape change. And we promise that if you give us 60 minutes, we will give you back hours. You can go and check that out right now and watch right this very instant at warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com forward slash masterclass where we promise that if you give us 60 minutes we will give you back hours all right let's dive into this week's episode welcome to the goddess got goals episode part 79 yep we've got 79th episode. I don't know why I'm excited about 79. It's not like even one of those round numbers, right? (laughs) But I'm actually excited. And I hope you're going to be excited too. I know that I just love doing these episodes for you. But this one in particular, oh, it got me Medusa's flowing because I love me some science. I love um, science and geeking out on this stuff. But I love doing it with the goal and intention of helping, educating, and empowering you on a topic that I know that when you hear this information, when you understand its importance, when you have these mindset shifts that I'm hoping you're going to have during our little mini masterclass today, that you're going to see just how much this can transform your life, transform your body, transform just how you feel about you. Whew! it's an episode. So if you're someone who struggles with sleep, understanding the importance of sleep, if you're moving more into perimenopause or menopause and have recently started struggling with sleep, and you know that it's important, you've maybe heard about us talk about our four step formula for body shape change, and that rest and sleep is so important in relation to developing that strength, belief and body of a superhero, or you got a soul sister, friend, colleague, you know, family member who also struggles with sleep. This is the episode, right? So we're gonna deep dive, do a mini masterclass here to provide you and understand the understanding of the correlation between fat loss and sleep. Uh, we're gonna dive into some studies, talk about the science, get you listening to hormone stuff and all of the stuff that we know that you love and give you, of course, actionable points at the end. So it's a little bit of a longer episode cause it's like a little mini masterclass. Um, so buckle in. Feel free to take notes. I know if you're multitasking, if you're in the car, you're doing the dishes, you might want to come back to this one and take some notes later. Um, But ultimately, I need you to hear this information and I need you to share it on out because sharing and reviewing is how we grow this wonderful thing, but also how I spread the message, which is really about empowering women to achieve their goals because us got goals. So we're going to dive right in. I will see you on the other side and can't wait for you to access this information. And of course, as always, let me know how it's impacted you today. All right, let's get to it. Well, hello there and how are you doing? I am excited to deliver this wonderful content to you. You guys know that I am a complete health and fitness Superhero geek, and I love to get deep into the science of something. And this is something that I has been ruminating for a while um, as it's coming up time and time again with clients, with ladies in our um, superhero school and our sexy strong program. And um, I've been doing some good amount of research on this, so I want to deliver this in a bit of a masterclass st- style, right? So the science of sleep and fat loss. And I'm going to give you some really cool stats, studies, research that's done on this so that you can really get a sense of how profound the connection between these two are. And also when it comes to body shape change, which is what we talk about here um, as part of our Sexy Strong program, but from a empowered stance for women, this is a big one. Um, I find that... Um, not always I mean I'm not making big gender biases regarding sleep but I do know that specifically women over 40 find sleep one of the challenges and as we move into perimenopause and menopausal this can be even more of a challenge so I want to talk about the science behind why it's important and then of course as always going to give you some action steps of things that you can do and start and open this conversation so that we can um, help you to look at why you are are having difficulties, but I think always starting with the why this is important and really hammering home the science will help you to be motivated to want to make these changes, right? Yeah. So today's episode is a kind of a masterclass on fat loss and sleep quality and the connection between these two things is absolutely and 100% profound so i want to start by saying that when we're talking about fat loss well what is fat okay so a lot of the time we think that fat loss is you know um doing crunches to lose the belly fat or you know uh, weight loss by just cutting back on our portions it seems like it's something that's very um you know weight loss based etc right you know it's 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 looking at weight but I want to look at this as fat loss because sleep and fat loss specifically are very much um, coordinated right and in fact we're going to look at the priority of things here but the fat that we're targeting when we're talking about burning fat what is that actually so the two types of fat um, both of which are hormonally driven in fact nearly everything to do with body shape change and building lean muscle, burning fat is hormonally driven, but we have this subcutaneous fat, okay? This this kind of layer of fat just, just below the skin. And then we also have this kind of visceral fat, also known as omentum fat, and the name omentum is derived from the word meaning apron right? So it's kind of a fatty apron. All right. So this is the visceral fat. That's more like organ fat. It's around your organs and it tends to hold up shop right around that waistline. This is definitely what I see with women. If you think about that apron, it's, you know, anywhere through the the front of the belly, the lower parts of the belly, and even a little bit around the hips and around the core where that apron would be tied. Yeah. So both of these are targets for us, for sure. This is like most women, this is what they want to look at. But in particular, this visceral fat is especially dangerous. So there is um, a joint publication on the Sleep Research Society and the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. And it shared remarkable findings from a study that tracked visceral fat accumulation using a CT scan over a five-year period. So now listen to this, right? The subjects... The results found that subjects who slept less than six hours a night over the course of these five years had a 32% gain in visceral fat. And this is compared to those who slept more than six hours per night, and they had 13% on average. That's twice as much visceral fat accumulation due to sleep deprivation. Got your attention? So, when we're talking about burning fat, right, what does this mean? Okay, I know, I I know I got your attention. So what does it really look like? So we know that you can't spot reduce fat with exercise. We know that, right? Can I just recap that for you? So doing the crunches isn't gonna make your belly less. You know, doing arm exercises isn't gonna get rid of the bingo wings. Doing squats isn't gonna get rid of your bum and thigh fat, right? So I want you to think of a sink, for example. So say, for example, you filled up a full sink or a basin of water and you've got a cup in your hand and you go to the very corner of that sink or that basin and you try to scoop the water out just in that corner. And you're scooping and you're scooping and you're scooping and you're not really getting anywhere, right? You're definitely not making a dent in that corner because as soon as you scoop it, it just moves over. Now, if you continually go to scoop it, eventually the full level of the sinker or the water in that basin will begin to go down. This is what fat loss is, right? So when it comes to exercise, you can't spot reduce where it comes from. You can't crunch your way to a flat stomach or, or you know, do tricep or bicep curls and extensions to get rid of the bingo wings, right? But we're now seeing that you might be able to spot reduce fat with sleep. What? Okay, let's look at this. We want to target this visceral fat, right? Both um, that is hormonally driven, but you know, but we really want to target this visceral fat. You're going to be having the tendency to produce more fat storing hormones in relation to carrying more visceral fat. So as you have more visceral fat, you will have more, you will, you will have more stress. Uh, as a you know um, and I'll have more insulin or cortisol all of these things and this becomes like a vicious cycle so the more you have the more likely it's going to compound in that area so you think people are looking at this let me sleep better or increase my sleep kind of dilemma and sometimes the amount of sleep is important but also the quality so in this study they're looking at what happens when you have less than a particular amount, but also I want you to think about sleeping smarter, not always necessarily more, though sometimes that might be the case. So there are people who sleep eight, eight hours a night, but they sleep their sleep quality, terrible. They wake up feeling terrible. Um, they're not going through all of the different sleep stages. So we're gonna look at both of that. We're gonna look at the quality of sleep, but also the amount of sleep, and we're gonna talk about sleep. Yeah, so we're gonna take a short break. After this short break, we're going to define what sleep actually is. We're gonna talk about the brain waves so you can understand what's going on. And we're gonna talk about it in relation to sleep and also in rest and and that sort of thing as well. And then later on, we're gonna go deep into some awesome science covering Um, everything from growth hormone, cortisol, your thyroid hormone, what it does to your hunger, what it does to all of these things and how this could be one of the key sabotages for you being able to reach your body shape change goals. So come on back. I will see you in just a moment.
1: My name's Tara and I'm 47 years old. Um, I probably hit menopause about 41 and just slowly put on weight from then on, pound by pound until I just felt so uncomfortable. I couldn't fit into my clothes um, and I knew it was time for action. So I decided on January the 4th to embark on a weight loss program by counting calories and exercising daily for about 20 minutes. Um, hip style workout. Um, it worked, but very very slowly um, and I only lost £5 over the next approximately three months um, and I didn't get anywhere close to where I was aiming. Um, I then found uh, Warrior Goddess Kettlebells online on Facebook. It popped up on my feet just randomly and I decided that day to log in to the live and watch the introduction video. Um, From then I was hooked. I had tried, very briefly, I had tried kettlebells before and I really enjoyed them, really enjoyed the weights and I had seen other people, girls and stuff that had had results from that so I decided it was time to give it a go. Um, It's worked really well for me. Um, The six week programme has taught me so much about nutrition and going back to basics and going back to clean food and eating in the right way. And during the challenge, I have enjoyed all of the workouts and tried my best to do the food plan and the meal preps and everything as to hundred percent as best, as close as I could. And during that six weeks, I have really enjoyed the community, the group, um, I really feel that we've grown together and we've gotten to know one another, and that's been a really lovely part of joining this group as well. Um, over the six weeks, I've lost ten pounds, and um, my before and after photos—it's it, it, quite an obvious difference where the fats come from. Um, I've slept so much better um, since. I started on eating plan, and get getting really long, solid sleeps now that I've never ever had before and I generally feel better in myself, I don't have that massive bloating that used to occur every evening after dinner time, um, I went to bed every night really bloated and, and uncomfortable and I don't have that at all now, that's completely gone, um, as far as I'm concerned the six week programme has been a, a huge success for me, and I'm just really ready to knuckle down and push forward into the next stage with the ladies and to see where we can all go. Um, You should definitely give it a go. I would highly recommend it to anybody that's thinking about it or has wanted to feel better and change their body shape for forever. It certainly seems to be the way forward. Um, Thank you.
0: Okay, and we're back. So we're gonna talk now about what is sleep. right what, what is the process of sleep? Because I like you know I like to get into the definitions of things and help to educate and empower you with this stuff. So what we see or what we can monitor as far as sleep is concerned is a change in your brain waves. So each of these shifts in your brain waves is associated with a transformative process that takes place in the body. okay? So we have like a normal waking state right? So right now we're all in beta. Well, I hope you're in beta and I haven't put you to sleep. <laughs> um, But then we have some gamma as well, right? For the brainwaves. This sounds kind of cool, like the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, got me some gamma waves. Uh, we've also got beta and gamma, which is kind of our normal waking state. And then from there, we transition into relaxation, right? Which is moving more into um alpha. Yeah. And then we're going to move into delta. Yep. Yeah. So beta kind of represents be, the word they say arousal or awake or being you know awake so being aroused and and then alpha represents non-arousal so alpha waves usually occur when you're engaged in activities such as daydreaming meditating practice mindfulness okay it's kind of like that zoned out as we would maybe call it and then you got those delta waves they're usually associated with the deep stage three of REM sleep, also known as slow wave sleep, and aid in characterizing the depth of sleep, okay? So activation of the parasympathetic nervous system, shut off of that fight or flight sympathetic nervous system and all the correlating things that take place, including changes with your thyroid hormone, changes with your stress hormone levels, all of this start taking place as we go into alpha, okay? Then we go to theta, then we go ultimately into delta, sorry, which is deep anabolic kind of dreamless sleep that we really wanna spend an ample amount of time in all of these different stages as they all have different benefits, right? So you wanna have a a varying degree of all of these, yeah? So again, it's not about always sleeping more, for some of us that might be the case, but also for some of us, it's the quality of the sleep or learning how to rest because as we mentioned earlier, getting into an alpha state doesn't necessarily need you to be sleeping, right? Cause it's daydreaming, meditating, mindfulness, right? Okay. Just putting that out there. So what we're going to look at today is when we walk, walk away with these actionable strategies, you know, I'm going to give you them, um, the things that we can implement to improve each of these sleep cycles or even rest cycles. We're spending an optimal amount of time at each of those stages to truly recover and to transform our bodies, because that's just one, okay? So I'm just gonna lay it on thick. I'm gonna lay it on thick, and we're gonna look at this research, um, but one study showing how you oversleep sleep depriving yourself is gonna lead inherently to an increase in the amount of belly fat, the amount of visceral fat, the amount of momentum fat that you're carrying, right? So keep this in mind. So let's look at this other study, okay? There's this uh, study um, in the Journal of Internal Medicine that was conducted by researchers at the University of Chicago. Sleep loss was found to modify energy intake and energy expenditure. So let's set the scene and let's unpack it. Sleep loss impacted your uh, impacted your body's ability to burn calories and consuming more calories. So here's what they found. They took test subjects and they put the test subjects onto a calorie restricted diet, which is common practice, right? This is what I, uh, you know, this is what we taught um, in university settings that you just set them on a restricted diet, that's how they're gonna lose weight, right? Put them on this cookie cutter, restricted diet, ask them to lose weight. Now, the reality is this is very cookie cutter, right? It's like that 1200 calorie thing. Go back and listen to that episode if you need to. Um, we, we all know that the quality of those calories matter because hello, macronutrients, um, but also the quality of the calories matter a huge amount in relation to just the quality as well as the quantity, but it's the same thing with our sleep. Because 500 calories of Cocoa Pops isn't going to impact your body you know, in the same way that wild caught salmon and kale will do, right? Your body is going to do, um, it's gonna have very different response to those different intakes of, of amounts of calories based on your hormones, yeah? Um, you know, we're talking insulin, glycogon, thyroid hormone, cortisol, all of those hormones. You know, fat loss is about the hormones and are heavily affected by the quality of these calories. So I want you to have a think about that too. So they put these people on a calorie restricted diet, conventional stuff, but here's what's fascinating about this. In one phase of the study, they took the, those women and they had them on the calorie restricted diet and then they sleep deprived them okay they were only allowing them to get five and a half hours sleep per night they tracked all of their metrics with their with their fat loss and again What's so great about this study is they are actually measuring fat loss, not just weight loss. Another phase of the study, same people, exact same calorie-restricted diet, they allowed them to have sufficient sleep with eight and a half hours, which we're just going to have the tendency to spend more in those, you know, they have more time to spend the different stages of sleep that we need. Here's what they found. Are you ready? After compiling all the data, when individuals were able to get adequate amount of sleep, they lost 55% more body fat actual fat mass just by getting better sleep well you're thinking how's that even possible (laughs) now you might be able to think right okay well if i did an extra workout in the week or if i went to that class or i did some more cardio or walking or swung my bell you know do, do the whole doing thing right but what we're understanding here is that simply by being by sleeping by resting were able to get 55% more loss of body fat. What? They didn't even cut away any more calories, nope. They didn't exercise any more any longer, nope. They simply increased their sleep and that was the result, okay? Here's another one that I didn't mention before. They also found that they had an increase in the loss of fat-free body mass, increased by 60% when they were sleep deprived, right? so let me say that again they had an increase in the loss of fat free body mass so weight loss right increased by 60 percent that they were sleep deprived where does this come from muscle they were losing muscle right so being in that state of sleep deprivation you're losing weight but you're also losing You know some fat but you're also losing muscle and you're probably also losing essential fat from areas like your brain right so you're setting yourself up for some metabolic problems later because muscle really is your fat burning machinery and we're losing muscle due to sleep deprivation we're also losing muscle due to getting older so everything is going against us in this point right so So what, you know, you hear this information and you're like, how is this even happening? How can this even happen? So maybe we need a little bit of extra understanding to to see how this, like, you know, this mindset shift that we need you to start to understand. That, you know, when we talk about our four-step superhero formula for body shape change, there is a reason that sleep and rest and recovery is number two, right? You know, and there are some arguments to be made that it's even more important than your diet and nutrition um i'm gonna say it's it's i would still put it the way around that we have it in our in our formula but it's that close of it you a deal right let me tell let me tell you about another study this one you're gonna love the largest and longest study to date on adult sleep hap- habits and weight is a nurse's health study huge massively popular utilized for so many different things which was following 68,000 middle middle-aged american women up to 16 years like they were not following them around with like you know clipboards and things they probably were actually (laughs) but what they discovered was that compared to women who slept for seven hours a night women who slept five hours or less were 15 percent more likely to be obese not just overweight because that's another chunk there okay but actually clinically obese and that's what they found with the course of this study so this is the case where they looked at all the markers of type two diabetes, seeing how sleep deprivation starts to really throw off these metabolic systems and concluded that they were 50% more likely to be obese. Now, I don't know about you, but you know, healthcare providers look after us and we need to look after them. So we need to see a big change happen in this, right? We need to look at the science. So we need to look at what's happening when we're sleep de- deprived versus when we're getting an adequate amount of sleep all of the factors the same as as di- you know with diet in there but we can lose 55% more body fat in the same amount of time if we're getting optimal sleep optimal sleep okay so what are the mechanisms behind the scene so we're going to talk now um and we're going to talk about things like melatonin we're going to talk about you know, blue light. Um, we're gonna then take a little break in a minute after we talk about melatonin and talk about this in relation to growth hormone. But I wanna talk about melatonin because, you know, it's an interesting thing <laughs> and I love interesting things. Um, so when you hear mel- melatonin, what do you think of? You think of sleep, right? So maybe you're thinking, right, okay, I need to get myself some melatonin. And you can't buy melatonin um, as easily in the UK and Europe, but there are sources and I, I do buy and take melatonin. But what we actually think we need melatonin for is not what we mean melatonin in fact melatonin has had a bit of a resurgence recently for a number of reasons one of uh, it as its own antioxidant it is an antioxidant itself um, known specifically to help in the prevention cure and support of covid and long covid which is the reason why I've been taking it for over the last year or so Um, because if you think about you know some of the symptoms of what happens with covid with long covid Fatigue, ultimate fatigue things like that and also you know the lack of vitamin D uh, the links between people who are deficient in vitamin D and those that got covered um, understanding that melatonin is actually there to regulate your circadian timing yeah so melatonin is is you know found within the skin it is activated by the Sun right things like that so it's activated by light Um, and it is, you know, it's a, it's a sleep hormone, but it's also something that helps to regulate your body's circadian timing system. So it's more real than the clock on your smartphone, right? It is literally the helping your body to line up with nature. We are so detached from nature and, you know, this melatonin, deficiency that we have or this melatonin requirement that we have is now you know beginning to show uh, what's happening in terms of our sleep and disrupted sleep yeah so and I, this is what we noticed myself personally you know is that especially during lockdown and covid and winter months you know energy sleep patterns all of these things become more um Irregular and as an effect you get sicker, you know, it can be linked to to depression, you know, sad disorders, you know, which is um, sunshine, um, you know, deficit disorders, etc. So it can really, really be a thing. It is true, right? It is an actual thing. So We can see ourselves as a culture that we're disconnected from nature. We know that the planet is going around the sun, hello, and the moon is going around the planet, and this shifts in our hormones. This, this is causing shifts in our hormones, melatonin being a hormone. So what time of day is determined how much, for example, melatonin is getting produced? Melatonin requires two factors. It requires environmental darkness and it requires a cyclical pattern. So it has to be about the same time every day. It has to get established and it's looking for a cycle to be produced optimally. Right? So, what does this have to do with fat loss? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Data published in the Journal of Penile Research revealed that melatonin increases the production and activity of something called brown um, adipose tissue, but we can call it BAT for short. Yep, I bet you suddenly thought of Batman. I know you did. <laughs> so, this brown adipose tissue is incredible this is the type of fat that actually burns fat yep there is such a thing we don't really carry a lot of it on our frame most of it is kind of held up around the collarbone the shoulder blades the sternum this is often where you know when you first start your fat loss journey you start to see these parts leaning out quicker because hello the fat is burning fat and Um, we don't have a lot of this brown adipose tissue and the reason is brown versus white adipose tissue is brown is so dense in energy creating mitochondria okay so let's talk about mitochondria mitochondria are the energy power plants in our cells mitochondria produces ATP that's the body's energy it's our body's energy currency it's like um, you know steering the whole show it's the thing that's kind of you know moving us through, from a cellular point of view it's very dense in this mitochondria and that's why it's brown melatonin increases your body's ratio of this fat burning fat right let me say that again melatonin increases your body's ratio of this fat burning fat brown adipose tissue burns white adipose tissue please understand that we're not we're putting ourselves at a metabolic disadvantage if we're not getting sleep if you're not allowing your body to produce melatonin then you're putting your body at a disadvantage for our metabolism and for burning fat so we need to go and understand what it is to work smarter be smarter understand that it's not always about the doing sometimes it's about the resting hard work is still involved in the decision in the follow-through And especially if we want to be the best superhero versions of ourselves but we also need to be smart about this sometimes it's not a good idea to work out we need to work in sometimes it's not about doing sometimes it's about being right sometimes it's not about you know swinging more doing more maybe we need to take our foot off the accelerator and gently squeeze that break. Instead of going zero to a hundred, maybe it's a hundred to zero, right? So we're gonna take a short break again and we're gonna come back and talk about growth hormone. Now this is the really cool one that's gonna to talk to you about the building of the lean muscle. So for my body shape change, sexy strong superheroes, this is gonna be important for you, right? And also it's about anti-aging and understanding recovery. Yeah. So come on back in just a few seconds. I look forward to chatting with you then. Women are the busiest beings on the planet, especially women over 40, right? Spinning all those plates, all those responsibilities, and then learning the new skills of meal planning and prepping. Well, that can often be one of the most challenging skills, right? Those things that just stop you obstacles, things that are in your way when starting that new fitness and nutrition program. I totally get it. But here's the thing, 90% of fat loss and muscle building is what you eat. I know you've heard others say 70 or whatever, but honestly, I truly believe that 90%, it is the foundation of being able to understand the premise the science of fat loss and muscle building. And we're not talking here about eating clean or eating healthy, paleo or keto or any of those fad diets. No matter how much you train in the gym or swing that bell, the wrong recipes, incorrect protein sources and portion advice will blow all your hard work. Even the healthiest eaters are following advice that are actually hindering them in relation to body shape change. So, combining 20 years of obsessive health geek study, yes, you know it, hacking how to build lean muscle while staying lean for significant body shape change and showing thousands of women over 40 how to develop the strength, belief, and body of a superhero, I've created and simplified the world of plant-focused nutrition for body shape change over 40, and I'm sharing it with you in a simple step-by-step process that anyone can digest. And this isn't just a long Facebook live. Nope. It's not like any other workshop I've taught before. You're invited to a half day nutrition conference, the two hours plus Q&A, where you can attend anywhere in the world. Learning from me, hello, award winning, published and certified plant based diet specialist and online wellness alchemist for an insanely low price of only Forty seven dollars. So go on over right now to Warrior Goddess dot com forward slash PPTW plan prep track workshop. See what we did there to sign up now and get ready for me to come hang out with you in your kitchen. That's Warrior Goddess dot com forward slash PPTW. And I can't wait to hang out with you in your kitchen over a cuppa or a green pruthy. Get you. okay and we're back so i want to talk about growth hormone (laughs) wow didn't think you're gonna be like talking about growth hormone today when you you you're thinking you were gonna listen to that on a podcast today but that's what we're listening to so um now another one of these critical hormones is the growth hormone and this influences fat loss due to our sleep quality specifically um because of growth hormone as human growth hormone or HGH. As much as 70% of your human growth hormone is released during sleep, right? Specifically anabolic Delta wave sleep. This is when you're producing the vast majority of your human growth hormone. We do produce some at cycles throughout the day, but it's just little, little bursts, right? But when you're actually asleep and getting this deep anabolic stage, you're producing so, so, so much more. So why does this matter? And what has it got to do with fat loss, right? Human growth hormone, also known as the youth hormone, I've got your attention now, ladies have an eye, is literally the thing that children have. Like if you look at a kid, they've got a lot of human growth hormone. I don't know about you, but sometimes I would put Josh to bed and he would wake up and I swear he'd be like a centimeter taller right they're like little you know tomato plants and, and human growbacks like a hundred percent more sometimes they have than us it's like off the charts this is why they have so much energy this is why they're running around and we're just trying to keep up so you know sometimes i always say one of the best workouts you can do is just follow your kids around right <laughs> but hth the youth hormone okay which is also to do with staying youthful stay with me what does it got to do with fat loss Energy is a huge component of the process. Your body requires energy in order to do the metabolic processes of burning fat. Your body making the decision within itself to actually go and break down stored fat and use it for energy is quite an arduous process in itself. You actually need energy to do this. Yeah. And so having more HGH increases this ability of this process. So that's kind of like a meta look, right? That sounds really weird. You need more growth hormone to actually break down the fat so that you can lose the fat, right? So you're breaking down that storage fat for energy. But the human growth hormone is responsible for that. So, but if what else are we going to look at? Like, let's break down what the HDH does. It's muscle sparing. So it helps to support your body's maintenance of lean muscle tissue. It doesn't directly make you bigger, faster, or stronger. It enables your body to recover faster. So my 15-year-old son can do the same workout as me. He's good the next day. I feel like I've been hit by a sledgehammer. Got me? (laughs) He just has this extra layer of recovery because of the human growth hormone and several other factors, but that's one of them. So, just keep that in mind. Even my son, who is a teenager, they recover faster because of the HGH. But around the age of like 18 to 20, statistically speaking, there will be a sharp decline because, you know, we stop growing. You know, if you think about what, you know, children are growing until they become an adult and the size of an adult, and then they stop. And my argument is not that we're just automatically producing less, you know, what happens around 18 to 20 but also sometimes environmental factors can stop that. If you're not focusing on the the continual gain, for example, if you go off to university and you're sitting a lot or you are moving out or you're getting out of a certain routine of your sleep or you're, you know, partying, hello, teenagers. So all of these sorts of things, right? So maybe the structure has gone and that can also be a reason why this slows down. So, Human growth hormone is our friend. It is what we wanna tap into and support. It's the, it's that huge component component of supporting the the building, not necessarily the growing, the 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 whatever of the muscle tissue. It makes sure that that process for fat loss specifically, where it's breaking down the stored fat to release it, but also it's supporting um the recovery. It's re- reporting it's supporting the repair of the tears of the muscle that you've done throughout the day if you've done a strength training workout and it's also supporting um your body's ability to recover again it's like a resetting mechanism yeah so last part we're going to literally go into part four where we're going to talk about um cortisol and thyroid now and then we're going to give you the action points because you know i always like to give you the action points but these last ones are going to blow your mind so one of the very first things we see you know what that i see clinically or i see time and time again with my clients is when people are sleep deprived they have elevated cortisol levels okay so poor old cortisol. It is a glorified stress hormone. Now, what I mean by that is it gets a completely bad rap. You know, it gets blamed for everything. You know, I've got uh, excess belly weight because of cortisol. I'm so tired. I'm so burnt out. I can't get a job (laughs) because of cortisol. No, it's maybe not that bad, but you know, we need to understand that cortisol is not making you fat per se. It may be making you feel more stressed and leading to anxiety, and that stress is causing you to lack the ability to lose weight, um, but it is it is a valuable hormone. It's still very important, but you need to understand it. It's just misunderstood, okay? So the problem arises when cortisol is produced in the wrong amount and at the wrong time. It, you know, when you're misunderstood, it's all about timing, right? So. Cortisol is needed for your thyroid hormone to work, for example, and your thyroid is known as the kind of governor or the, you know, the policer of your entire metabolism in many ways. It's the regulator. It's the master regulator of your metabolism, this thyroid gland. And thyroid hormones can be mobilized and utilized properly without cortisol being present. So we need to have cortisol, but here's the problem when cortisol, the stress hormone level elevates to a place that is dangerous, one of the first things we see is the increase in fat storage. This stress response, it's not new. We know about this, right? I get, you know, when you're too stressed, you hold on to fat. Uh, your body, your genetic, your DNA is ancient and its it has these programs that are running. You know, we're running on software from millennia ago, right? so it basically says i need to stock up i need to store this fat this protection i don't know if when i'll have access to food again i might have to hide out here in my cave like a cave woman right so stress is around we're not you know we're no longer exposed to the saber tooth tiger or the constant fear of death <laughs> right maybe more recently than we like to think about but um We're not dealing with that kind of fear and tension, but our body is still manufactured in that way, right? We are still set up for the factory settings within our bodies to manifest and bring on this anxiety and this stress because of this particular fear. So it looks the same within our body, even though the outward environmental factors are the same. And we can manufacture worries and anxiety because of our human mind, right? That, that, you know, that perception. So you can end up going down this whole rabbit hole of fear and worrying and all of this crazy stuff, etc. cetera. And we worry and we stress and we create more stress for ourselves. And this is the chronic state of elevated stress this is what's dangerous. So what I tend to say is women, you know, can start off the day just triggered by anxiety, anxiety, as soon as they wake up, and they spend their whole day in that state of anxiety, of fear, of worrying, worry, 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 you know, like the world is going to end or these horrible things. Now, we've had cause to worry recently. But um, that's not to say that it, they, these fears are realistic you know literally i gotta go back to my cave because of the saber-toothed tiger type of way that our body has been set up so number one fat storage is why this is dangerous because cortisol um has the really interesting ability to be part of this process called glyconeogenesis glyconeogenesis translate to the creation of glucose or sugar and when you're in a state of stress, your body is telling you that I need to have more energy because of the stress. It's dangerous. I might need to run away. Fight or flight. Right. Or I need to beat the crap out of something. So it can literally take your muscle tissue. hmm. Yeah. Take take the muscle tissue Um this valuable muscle tissue that you've literally sweated over trying to burn, this, and, which is our fat burning machinery of our metabolism, and it can turn that muscle tissue into glucose. So break your muscle down and turn it into fuel, glyconeogenesis, because of this elevated cortisol. So again, one of the first things we see, and I see this with my clients, is that an increase in the baseline of cortisol levels when you're sleep deprived, is going to result in you having fat storage, muscle loss, and also circulating more glucose, right? Blood sugar levels all over the place. When we have more sugar in our system, this is dangerous because sugar being free in your bloodstream, for example, it's like having tiny little shards of glass. When it's too much, it can start to break things down, like tear down your little capillaries. Um, This is why folks with insulin resistance um, and have a a higher blood sugar have loss of vision, loss of function of their extremities, for example. Other people describe this, this increase in sugar like having glue right the glue it's sticky think about sugar when it's you know in the cells it's sticky and if we had more glue in our system then things don't work if you put glue into an into an engine of a car it just stops right so you can see this you know loss of vision loss of function of extremities fingers toes etc this is because of sugar so we need insulin to do its job but here's the problem one of the other things because you know when we have that increase in glucose in our bloodstream, insulin needs to be released in order to store it as fat. So insulin is your body's major fat storing hormone. Now here's another thing we see with deep um, sleep deprivation. And when they saw these results, it is just one one night, just 24 hours, which is a short sleep debt of sleep deprivation, but can make some folks as insulin resins- resistant as a type 2 dia so even just one 24 hours can put some with that sleep deprivation can put some people into insulin resistance as a type 2 diabetics right so really it has some dysfunction with your insulin function and so we're seeing all kind of this circulating sugar in the blood um, and that can end up being converted into the liver and it's called uh, lipogenesis which is more likely to get stored as fat on your belly. Can you see where we're coming here? This is a classic sign of insulin resistance and carrying around more of that momentum fat that we talked about earlier. So we start to really screw up the function of insulin when we're sleep deprived. So there's yet another layer, okay? So it's interesting because, you know, if you look at carbs and, keto and all of these other things that talk about insulin resistance and insulin sensitivity, you can get up and be the, you know, eat the picture perfect keto diet, right? While you're awake, but when you're sleep divide, your blood sugar and blood glucose is all over the place anyways. So we're just being more mindful and we're bringing in an overall strategy and putting attention and love to these simple action steps that of course we're gonna go through, a little bit later. But the last thing I wanna talk about is the thyroid hormone before I give you some action steps because this one is really gonna hammer this home for us, okay? So research published in the journal, the Neuroscience Letters found that a short sleep debt had an immediate impact on thyroid hormones. In essence, they see a significant stress response. Research conducted at the Department of Psychiatric at the University of Pennsylvania Medical School found that a larger sleep debt demonstrated significant inhibitory, I can never say that, inhibitory effects on thyroid hormone measures. The thyroid is your body's master regulator, as we said, of your metabolism. We're dealing with your thyroid hormone. So you've got the, you know, the TH, uh, TSH, you've got T3, T4, right? These things start to get discombobulated. They start to get, just stop working the way that we want to. They start to get screwed up and that, and when you're sleep deprived, yeah, this is where it can have an effect on our body composition because of the effect that the regulation of your metabolism has with regards to other hormones um such as leptin so looking at what's going on behind the scenes with the impact on our body composition our body shape change which is muscle and fat when we're getting an optimal amount of sleep versus when we're sleep deprived we have this impact on leptin so leptin is our body's major satiety hormone this is what makes us feel satisfied this is what makes us feel full the uh, the opposite of which is cravings so when we're not satisfied and we're going to have tendency where leptin levels are at an um, optimum place to not have cravings or to not make bad food choices so we want to keep leptin regulated yeah so you know when they're dysregulated we're much more likely to go through a drive-through eat some donuts snack on all of the things right so here's some research in the annals of internal medicine again found that sleep restriction so having any sort of sleep deprived state reduced leptin levels by 18 percent immediately they also saw elevations in the hunger hormone which is ghrelin. so we've got satiety hormone and then we have hunger hormone right so again so we're talking about this thing called willpower willpower versus biology you thought that all you had to do was have will, more willpower nope you've got these things going on whether you're feeling satiated right or hunger hormone the ghrelin hormone, hormone which is you know and these are having a major dance this biology this this neurotransmitters and these hormones right and when it all comes down to it your experience with willpower has to do with what your hormones and your neurotransmitters are doing and we set ourselves up and then we blame ourselves because we go i don't have the willpower but when you hear this it's really interesting so we get you know we get this learned helplessness because we don't understand the biochemistry we don't understand what's going on so i really want to help you with this so even though we're fighting mentally, trying to tell ourselves not to do this, not to do this with food, et cetera, you need to understand that a lot of this can be to do with being sleep deprived. So the, you know, the hormone, hunger hormone, um, ghrelin, as I said, in this study was increased by 28%. They also find that increased hunger, 24%, appetite increased 23%. So how much you're actually eating when you're, you start eating. So here's the craziest part of the study, if that's not already craziest. They found that appetite increased and hunger increased, especially for calorie dense food with high carbohydrate content were chosen between 33 and 55% more often. These hormones, because of sleep deprivation, people were choosing worse food, right? It's right there in black and white. So again, we're setting ourselves up for this struggle and people are wondering why, oh, I don't have the willpower to do this, but yeah, through sleep deprivation, just even a 24-hour sleep deprivation, you've got hunger hormone increased by 28%, appetite increasing by 25%, and you're more likely to reach for high carbs, sugary content between 33 and 45%. So there's nothing wrong with you. It's just addressing this thing that has been so misunderstood and put on the back burner and nobody's cared about for centuries because we're just programmed that when it comes to losing weight, it's diet, 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 do, 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 cardio, 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 right? And willpower. And if you can't do it, it's because you don't have the willpower. So I get it. We've been programmed in this way. So it's not about doing more to get the results you want. Sometimes it's about learning these simple things, having the compassion and the mindset shift that you need so that you can can understand that it's, it's things that are in your control, okay? So, one other study with Gerlin in the Journal of Sleep Research, okay, found that a single night of sleep deprivation increased ghrelin levels by over 15%. You're going to make poor food choices. It's just, it's just the way that it is, right? So we are going to wrap this up with some action steps. We're going to take our final break. We're going to come back. I'm going to give you some action steps to sleep better, not necessarily sleep more, though that might be the thing and we're going to implement some of these um, and it's going to be easy for you to take control and then tap into some of these amazing things that you've heard to be able to supercharge your results and understand the importance of sleep and rest. So come back, let's get some action steps sorted. Whether you want to go to bed with Matthew McConaughey or wake up and meditate to the sound of birdsong, the Calm app is my daily go-to for all things meditation and preparing myself for an amazing night sleep. Honestly, the sleep stories are seriously amazing. They are truly relaxing, calming, and feels like you have someone there literally reading you to sleep. And then they have meditations to suit every need from, you know, overcoming anxiety to muscle relaxing and body scans and everything that you could possibly need in between. And I've got five free guest passes every month to enjoy 30 days of premium access on us. Simply go to warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com forward slash cam. That's warrior goddess com forward slash cam and enjoy the best night's sleep. Okay, and we're back and we're wrapping this up with our final kind of thoughts on the action steps that you can take, right? To learn how to sleep smarter. Yeah. Or You know look at the quality of your sleep maybe the quantity is important too but we're gonna start with that so here's the first thing and of course i've also got a full podcast about my own bedtime routine but the answer is routine routine and rituals is a really big part of all things to do with body shape change and lifestyle change right we've heard us say tiny improvement superhero results before it's these small minute changes but then turned into routines and rituals also known as habit systems that you can then also rely on um, as things get busy as you do more as complexity is added to any sort of a program but this this routine this bedtime routine, like if you think about it, when, you know, if you have kids, the consistency of your bedtime routine with them really did result in them being, going to sleep at, at a, at a time you know at a dedicated time i know with josh we we were very routine based with his sleep because i knew my sleep was so important that if i didn't prioritize his sleep and his bedtime routine i wouldn't get sleep myself and i'd just be a horrible person (laughs) a horrible person with all of these other health concerns but um for me it was so 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 important so the routine and i think of yourself as a bedtime routine like what is your bedtime routine have a routine do you go to bed consistently at the same time or roughly within that same time every night and notice you know when you wake up but do you wake up naturally or do you wake up to an alarm um and that is really important but my bedtime routine or my sleep routine actually starts in the morning or when i first wake up so you know depending on where you live in the world um, summer versus winter and, and you know, northern versus southern hemispheres, um, we are global here on the Goddess Scott Goals podcast. Um, you know, trying to get sunlight first thing in the morning isn't always possible. But what I always do is open up my curtains um, and they say even standing near the lights or standing near the windows is really important. So I am lucky that my room um, is at the back of the house that gets the sunshine early. Uh, I get sunshine through until about two or three on that side of the house um, and I'm above my kitchen. So if I go to the kitchen first thing, um, and even if I'm not going to go into my little backyard oasis, as I call it, um, which is just a small little deck area because the you know the weather's not great or or uh it's winter um even standing by those windows we have a lot of windows and you know um uh, patio doors and that sort of thing even getting that degree of sunlight can really help you so don't think oh it's not enough if i'm not literally is standing outside in a friggin tank top with the sun on my arms to get my vitamin d or i don't live in florida where it's sun sunny all year round no you can Get that sunlight first thing in the morning. And it's really important to teach your body, just like you teach your children, when is nighttime, when is daytime, right? So we're trying to teach our natural circadian rhythm when is awake time, when is, you know, not awake time. Um, we want to teach our melatonin to kick in at that point and we want to help it to regulate our cortisol levels. Yeah. Generally, then, as part of my morning routine, Um, of which I have done many 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 podcasts and stuff on that and I've got blogs and everything else so go check those out but also um, something that helps to make me continue to be in a more alpha state a rest state to keep my cortisol at the right level Okay, so generally after I wake up, I go to the bathroom, doesn't everyone, sometimes I high five myself in the mirror, thank you very much Mel Robbins, but I would then do a 10 minute breathing meditation or tapping um, session, all of which is known to regulate the nervous system and to put the body into a alpha wave state or put the brain sorry into an alpha wave state which is still keeping it under rest and helping with that cortisol level yep and then go downstairs you're pottering about the kitchen and do the rest of your morning routine so that's where it starts and then for me then it starts even no caffeine for five hours before sleep i don't have any black tea post 9 p.m at night don't forget i go to bed later i'll talk about the circadian rhythm my own circadian rhythm and then um in terms of blue light i will wear my blue light blockers for the last hour before bed you know so if again if i'm checking my phone or if i'm i don't normally go on my computer at night i i generally wind things down around you know nine ish anyway um i will be maybe watching tv which is further away but i don't tend to watch my phone and if i do watch anything on my phone, or if I'm going to watch something in the bath, etc, I will wear my blue light blocker glasses. So I'll put a link in the show notes to the particular blue light blocker glasses that I wear. Um, But it's definitely there's so many studies done on blue light blocking and also melatonin and blue light, etc. So really interesting studies that are being done for that. Um, And then I go to sleep in a dark and cool environment. So I have blackout blinds, Um, I am not someone who puts on a, even winter puts on an electric blanket. I actually like to go to bed cold. I might wear a gazillion amount of layers. And then in the first, you know, 10 minutes start taking those layers off so that I'm starting myself cool. And then, you know, using my own body temperature, warm up, um, being in there. Um, and again, you know, you might look to look at things like weighted blankets or things like that especially if you have adhd or cortisol high cortisol and that can also be a thing that can help to something just to look at it sometimes helps with some some people Um, i don't have a weighted blanket but i use the same heavy duvet all year round whether it's summer or or whatever i maybe just add an extra blanket over the top during winter time or i wear warmer clothing strangely um and that works for me but the it's very important to have the blackout shades and for it to be cool now my son who would sleep quite he's very hot at night he's quite a high histamine um person who who carries heat a lot i'm quite the opposite he has a fan on at night so he likes the noise of the fan and he likes the coolness of the fan in addition to the the, the, the um black thick curtains um, and then the other thing that I would look at is I do supplement. So I supplement my magnesium. Um, I take 400 milligrams every night before bed. I supplement melatonin. I take um, eight milligrams now of melatonin and i also supplement l-theanine which is known to help reduce cortisol it is a um, an adaptogen made from green tea and other tea but it's also known to help with perimenopausal symptoms um, brain fog and cortisol rising triggers Um, and um, also has been with regards to adhd an interesting um addition as well so I've been taking that recently and it's really really been helping me to not only fall asleep but to stay asleep uh the other thing that I do is I listen to rain I have uh, the calm app I will generally do meditation before bed a couple of times I have a couple of different ones that I like I do certain one ones that have like delta wave um style meditations which I love and I have uh sleep stories I love being um literally read to sleep by matthew mcconaughey on the calm app 100 recommend that one um, or i'll just put on the rain the background noise of rain which is like a white noise um, and purposely that really has been helping me over the last year or two um, because i like noise my brain uh, i think it's the neurodivergence of the adhd likes to be doing two things so it likes to focus on something um, so that i can stop the looping so if there's noise if I'm listening to something it actually um means that I can go into more of a relaxed state and get ready for sleep uh, and then of course you can track and measure to work it so a lot of f- uh, phones or you know apple watches and thereabouts or the aura ring is a big one to help you to track and measure your sleep so to see if you are getting lots of different sleep and then seeing how you feel so whatever gets measured gets managed whatever gets managed gets done and i think that when you measure something especially if it's something that you're really trying to work on it just means that you can tweak things or change things or or get enough information to to work that out so what i would love for this podcast now I know we went deep into the science i know with this one was a longer one that you know we're doing some more of these longer geeky ones um for you um, because i know some of you really hello questioners really love the science um but also to give the actionable steps right you know knowledge isn't knowledge until you you know take action until it's it, it's action taken knowledge right that's what empowerment is so what i would love for you other than also sharing out this episode if you have a friend or a colleague that you think might need it and of course listening on all of the different iTunes and sharing it out on um, and maybe writing a review on iTunes means a lot to us um, is tell me what action step you are going to be taking to improve your sleep and your rest quality. So you can slide on over into my DMs on Instagram at lisa underscore Barwise, or you can hit reply or you can email us at hello at warrior goddess kettlebell and let us know what of these things you're going to try out to improve your sleep um, sleep quality sleep uh, time whatever that might be now that you know just how important and how um, awesome it is for you to achieve this in terms of your body shape lifestyle and health and metabolism goals right so um that's it that's what i want for you so I hope this one was a good one. Lots of research and stuff that maybe blew your mind a little bit. Um, and if it's something that you really struggle with, then reach out. Let's see how we can help you um, here with regards to it. We do talk a lot about sleep, rest quality. Um, and you know, part of our four-step formula for body shape change is is in there too. If you want to know about that, we'll share a link to the masterclass um, in our show notes as always. And reach out, I'd love to hear from you. Right. So We will be back, same time, same place, as always. But until then, bye for now. Well, you made it to the end, my friend. You are seriously my favorite kind of person. Honestly, total badass. If you liked this episode, we've got a whole bunch waiting for you with show notes, promo codes, discounts, and freebies at warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com forward slash podcasts. And don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or leave us a review. We really like that. Or why not continue to be part of our community and register to join the tribe, the Goddess Got Goals podcast tribe community. Come on over to warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com forward slash tribe. And I'm looking forward to catch up with you next week or maybe in the next episode. Your super friend.